night showing of not suitable for younger viewers and could cause offence. The programme may also contain scenes where strobe lighting is present. Good evening and welcome to Balls to It, episode four. Uh, I'm Andrew Clark, the host of Balls to It and other podcasts because I've clearly got nothing better to do in my life. Uh, I'm joined this week by Ian Taylor, who currently has no top on and has had about 17 points of Carlin. And um, after last week's stellar performance of getting us up to 15 listeners, my brother has returned. <laughs> um, Paul Clark is also on the podcast. Sam Hargreaves is missing this week. Um, due to the fact that he's locked out of his house because he's lost his keys um, and he's a fucking liability. Um, he has sent a message to us um, that I'll read out to you now. No one cares. Uh, no one gives a shit, but I'm going to read it out. Hello, my adoring fans. And hello, wives of my adoring fans. <laughs> Sorry I can't be there with you today, but Neymar called me up and asked if I could show him and a few of the PSG lads a few things. I told him, in fluent Portuguese, to fuck off. <laughs> Neymar, I can't keep, keep bailing you out. Anyway, I will look forward to you, <laughs> to returning next week. <laughs> Let's move on. Right, so the actual podcast now. Um, so we're going to start off this week. Um, obviously, last night uh, at the time of recording, uh, Manchester United lost to Villarreal in probably the worst European final I've seen for a long time. Um, I didn't stay awake for extra time. Um, the only player Matt, who turned up for Man United yesterday was Scott McTominay. Um, oh, who our resident Man United lover, Ian, um, absolutely adores. But aside from that, they lost to Villarreal, who are currently eighth, well, finished eighth in La Liga. So um, I'm going to put this question out to you, boys. Does Ollie go in the summer? Gotta go first, Paul. Yeah, go on. Hey, he ain't going. He ain't going nowhere, mate. They, they love him, don't they? Man's a little boy, though. Never been in that job. He's a short wow. of Cardiff. The thing is, wow. Man, um, Man United. No, we talk about, but no, we talk about Man United. My my closest pal up here in the north. He's a Man United season ticket holder. He doesn't want Ole to go, but Ole's not Ole's going a mess. No. no, he's not going. But he's crap. I Look don't at think the teams are. Yeah, he's terrible, mate. You got he's a not team crap. that, mate. They're playing the team that finished seventh in La Liga, and he couldn't set a team up to go out and beat them. What kind of motivation I, must he be? They got geezers like Rashford, Fernandez, Cavani, Greenwood. Doesn't Rashford matter. The, turn, the, 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 the reason they don't turn up is because they're not getting inspired by the manager. It's because he looks like a fourteen-year-old schoolboy. Hello, hello, lads. Uh, yes, go out and do your best. Only hit the wheel. <laughs> Only at the, at the wheel, mate. Only at the wheel. I'm telling you, what, 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 did, what did I say? What did I say yesterday about Man United? Man United will be top of the league Christmas next year. I know you've had 17 points, mate, but you're talking out your fucking arse. Telling you, I said it yesterday. I say it now. 
yesterday's yesterday's game is an absolute shambles. I'll be honest with you. Like Rashford didn't turn up, Bruno didn't turn up. It was so boring from a neutral's perspective. Like the, the penalties, like the, Bob's. You might as well have been goal. Like literally, the hail. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I, no, you're right because I have the same uh, penalty ratio as David De Gea at this point. Yeah. I think there was you probably got a better there. ratio. There's a stat they threw out on TalkSport. He hasn't saved a penalty since 2016. He's faced yeah. 35 penalties since then. And he's not saved one of them. It's not even that he's not saved them. He ain't looked like saving them. Yeah. The geezer's like putting... There was one geezer, I think he went seventh for Villarreal. And he literally like tapped it down in the middle and De Gea was already like kissing the post. I don't know what yeah. he was doing over there. Like. I, I mean, to I was, be fair, I was... I was going mental, Paul. I swear, I swear to God, I was just like, what the fuck? I was just like, what's going on? To be so fair to Villarreal, to be fair to them, their penalty takers who took him sudden death were better than the five who took him in normal penalties. Not flipping <laughs> um, Francis Cochran, ex-Arsenal player. Put it in the oh, top man. corner. Mate, no goalkeeper was saving. Oh, come on. You've got to just come getting on. all excited. <laughs> Come on, I did get excited. I looked at Jen and I just went, Come on, this is the one. This is the bastard who's gonna miss. I went fucking eight and he buried <laughs> it. I just went, Oh, Even my head my fucking broken oh man. The thing is, oh, is that, I couldn't believe it. The thing is, United should have beat them yesterday like, quite easily. Okay, so Villarreal have got a strike in 90 minutes. They scored 30. Moreno scored 30 goals last uh, last season. That's decent. They had two good players, Pau Torres, centre-back, and Moreno. And Moreno had one touch of the ball and Listen, banged it in the back of the Let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. Don't be coming out if they've got two decent players and pulling off random names that are okay on Football Manager. I ain't having none of that shit. Pau Torres. The geezer's not decent because he's never played for a big club. Simple as that. Yeah, and- but Back to Ian's. He's linked, isn't he? He's linked to United. Linked. Oh, linked. Linked. So saying you had trolls at Cowden Beef when you were 17 years old. Anyway, back to Ian's point about Man United. Cowden Beef. I'm a more of an East Fife man. Can we hear Ian? No. I have no idea what he's saying. No, what have you done now? Oh, for fuck's sake. I don't know what I've done. And the sound What's going on? Yeah, so Ian, you, you reckon man you were gonna to be tough at Christmas. I'll tell oh, you now, if Man City sign Harry Kane, just give them the title now. They're not saying they're not signing Harry Kane. Why are they not signing Harry Kane? Because they're waiting for Haaland and they're waiting for his contract. And if they do smart business, they're not gonna sign him. They're just waiting for Haaland, hundred percent. Where does where does Kane go? Because like if he doesn't go to City, he won't go to United because United have got a like-for-like striker in Cavani. Chelsea, maybe? I don't know. He goes to Chelsea. He goes Chelsea. If he goes to Black Chelsea, I think, I think Spurs fans will lose their shit if he goes to Chelsea. I think they'll accept him going to United and City. But No. Daniel, Le- well, yeah, Daniel Levy said, I don't want um, Kane going to a rival club. But Daniel, Daniel Levy is a little dwarf. Daniel yeah, Levy. Hang on, hang on. Are Spurs, are Spurs really a rival club to Man United and Man City? Because Man oh, United yeah, and Man City exactly. finished first and second. Spurs finished sixth. They're not a rival club. Seventh, oh. even. Yeah. So, he, literally, he will save so much money on moving costs. 
from a moving company. So that's a great move if he goes to Chelsea. But, you know, he's it's a great work from Harry Kane, you know, Manchester to Chelsea moving. That's great, you know. So all I'm saying is he's going to Chelsea. I don't think he's going to Chelsea, but we'll move we'll move on to there. So a couple, couple of things before we get started on what we're going to talk about, the Champions League and the playoff final. Uh, I just want to say the charity ACA last week, obviously, uh, we're not doing this from Portugal this week, unfortunately, down to the fact that we didn't win. Um, Pools went down early, uh, although they did put a bit of a fight up Sunderland. Um, the only person of the, the four of us who got a correct oh. score was me. And also, I got a lot of shit last week for saying I fancy Spurs to beat Leicester. And guess what happened? Spurs beat Leicester. Well done, oh, well, well done. What do you want? Fucking hell. Well done, Bob. Gives that man a medal. Faye, get the medals out. What do you want? She just got the chocolate fingers out, to be fair. I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm eyeing them. I want the chocolate fingers. I That's want some right. chocolate fingers. Loves a chocolate finger. Let's not, let's not go there. Right. So, <laughs> as, I've, as I've mentioned... This weekend, it's the uh, Champions League final and the playoff final. We all didn't predict that Swansea would go through, um, and only Dan had Brentford to go through. Let me uh, stop you right there. Right. Um, when you said we didn't predict Swansea to go through, we did predict Swansea to go through. It was only you that picked Barnsley to win the whole playoffs. I admit, myself and Ian just thought Bournemouth were going to win. And in all honesty, Bournemouth only lost because of a dodgy handball decision when they were winning one 0 in the tie, and the ref kind of give him. You mean it was handball? His body was on the floor. His, his arm weren't in uncompromising position. What was he protecting? Do you mean what he was, was he protecting? protecting? He wasn't protecting his face. He was, that was a that was a no, but, that was a quality save by a centre back. Save. He was on the byline. He wasn't a shot on goal, was it? He, he made a save. Oh, I've, I've, a save. Say he didn't have it like that. Ball. His arm. I do think it was a handball. Nah, like if, if, moved, if, like, you know, I do if Andy Hinchcliffe handball. says it weren't handball, Andy Hinchcliffe says it weren't handball. Andy Hinchcliffe, Hinchcliffe, Andy Hinchcliffe, Hinchcliffe might get a mention this, this afternoon. Andy Hinchcliffe, but he's so wrong. Andy yeah, Hinchcliffe you've had 17 great, points. Great left back, bad oh, pundit. Yeah. Um, Listen, what? you talk about bad, bad pundits, don't get me started on Don Goodman. <laughs> yeah, well, we're talking about uh, best pundits and um, worst pundits later on. Um, start off with the Champions League Chelsea Man City first of all who wins Man City Man City in, in 90 minutes in 90 minutes yeah in... minus one oh, you is reckon it... minus one let's go for it Paul minus, minus one, one handicap is it a... no hang on is it a foregone conclusion though because Chelsea yeah. beat them twice this season yeah the... no 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 let me stop you there Chelsea beat Man City reserves I, yeah. don't, know. I, I don't know if Tuchel's got it up but Obviously, like, I agree. I think Mate, Chelsea, Chelsea just got beat by Villa. Chelsea, poo. <laughs> Sums it up. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say Chelsea, poo. What have Chelsea got? They've got a striker who ain't got a fucking clue what he's doing. Werner comes on, looks like he turns up the cheek. No idea what's going on. Havertz, what's he doing there? Does he start? You know Does that Werner's Werner's their top scorer and top assists this season. Yeah, and nobody. Yeah. Well, well, well done. Well done. But you're not winning the Champions League and you're just shy. Well, they're not shy because they're in the final of the Champions League and they're in the FA Cup final. They're not shy. Paddy Power do a bet every week. Literally, every week. Werner to hit the target. Even money. Bob them, do they not? 
Do they not? <laughs> how many times has Stefan been lured in by that? How many times does it win? It, it hardly ever wins. There you go. That sums it up. Stefan gets lured into it exactly. every single week. Oh, mate, Stefan. Every week is, oh, my God, that's so good. Oh, it's like printing money. Dog shit. He's awful. Um, shit. They're a bad team. City are awesome. Just get prepared for a massacre. I don't... I don't know. I, see, Listen, I'm trying to be controversial. You're sitting there knowing rightly Man City are going to smash Chelsea. Are you trying to be the podcast guy? Oh, yeah. well, I don't know. We, let's uh, look at the other side of the argument. Let's not. Let's just get on with the podcast and say, we all agree Man City are going to absolutely smash yeah, Chelsea. You can't oh, I love like their kit. Their kit's better. Oh, it's very blue. Oh, I like it. Oh, uh, of them playing blue. It's going to be like Ron Jeremy with a young glass back in the 90s. <laughs> Got Ron Jeremy into this. Well, um, <laughs> that was a bit of Ron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Oh, oh, yeah. Come on, I'd love to hear your thoughts right now. I'll be, I'll stay quiet for two seconds. Come on, two seconds. All right, okay. I, I, I do think that City will win, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that they're gonna absolutely smash them. Like, don't get me wrong, they annihilated Everton on the last game of the season. And Chelsea did lose to Villa, but they might have had one eye on the Champions League final. Didn't want to get injured. Okay, they risked the get, not getting into the top four, but Spurs did them a massive favour. And just, that, makes I, no, that makes no sense, Bob. Let me explain why I'm saying this. And obviously, I'm not going to judge you. You've got your opinion and you're throwing out there. But then there's no way Chelsea... Have took the game against Villa at the weekend lightly, knowing that the loss could have basically ended up with them not getting into the top four, because then they would have had to win the Champions League final. Yeah, but I think they're trying to win the Champions League final anyway. Like I don't, yeah. oh, I don't, I don't think they're going to turn up and go, "There you go, Man City." But Man City are going to turn up and go, "Thank you, Chelsea." So, okay, who starts for City then? Does Sergio start? No. No, I don't think he does either, but like, I'd love to see him start because he came off the bench the other day against Everton, banged two goals like it was nothing, like he'd not lost, like missed a beat. But who starts nah. for them? I, I don't think Gabriel uh, Jesus starts. Because... No, nah, he'll have De Bruyne, Foden, Mahrez, De Bruyne, like a false nine. Trump. I think Sterling starts. Nope. No. I don't. Do you know what? We talked about this last week. I think England Euro 20, 2020. Let's not even go with that, by the way. I've got all 26, by the way. Just if you look back yeah. last week, I definitely so named uh, everyone. So did I. I uh, also got the first 11. Um, you said Kieran Dyer. No, I, I didn't. remember clearly his day. Kieran Dyer. Kieran Eric Dyer. Not, not even Eric. Eric. Kieran. <laughs> you said Kieran, you Kieran, said Kieran, Kieran Dyer. Dyer. Kieran Dyer's been out with Shins Glintz, hasn't he, since 2002. <laughs> No, I didn't pick Eric Dyer. I didn't think he would go. Um, but, like, a couple of omissions. Ian's wild card slash starting centre-forward Patrick Bamford <laughs> didn't, even make the, didn't even make the provisional squad. Well, I did send Patrick a personal tweet and it just said, <laughs> I'm looking, Patrick, I'll feel your pain. I'll be there for you. Gareth knows fuck all. Hashtag, oh. okay. It's going to be a great weekend away. Um, talk, talk. It's going to be a great weekend away. <laughs> no, I, I, we'll talk talk about that. But then obviously, the Champions League. Yeah, but not a full. I don't think Sergio starts. Championship playoff final. 
I'm afraid out there, I think Swansea win, which means Brentford are going to the Premier League. <laughs> so fucking fool you are, you're an absolute clown. You what? You just said you think Swansea win, but Brentford are going to the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. So what I mean is, is that anyone I ever back, the opposite happens. Oh, right. Apart from, apart from when we do a charity hacker, obviously, I get that right. No, unfortunately, oh. I, I think Brentford will win now. Yeah, Brentford I do. Well. I think they've got a bet. I think Ivan Tony's is the difference. That's. I don't think he's a difference. I think he's a very good player, but he's a, you know, I don't think he's a difference. Like, I think you upset me that Barry Fry was trying to sell him to us for for Don for almost like a year, and Blues were like, nah, not interested, not good enough. I don't know yeah. what you ask going on about that. We had Dong. This is true. True. Now we've got Wang. Yeah, we have got Wang. Dong and Wang. Um, next next time I'm gonna have Cajones and. Uh, um, anyway, champ, yeah, player final. Who wins? Ian. Brentford. Okay, so we'll go, back, we'll go back. Euro, Euro 2020 squad. Obviously, we were talking about that last week. Um, Gareth Southgate threw a bit of a curveball in there, didn't he? He's like, actually, I want to pick 33 players, or who are the seven, the unlucky seven that don't go? Um, the shit ones, <laughs> the lads just don't cut, cut the mustard, so they're just not good. Yeah, yeah, let's get rid of them. So, that's a turn up for a t shirt and a photo opportunity. Depends on injuries as well, don't it? Yeah. So, Maguire still. See, so I don't I mean that. He's picked them extra seven on the basis that your Henderson can't go and your friend Calvin Phillips. I don't want to say it, but like I did laugh when I saw Calvin Phillips got injured on the last game of the season. I was you like, oh, asshole, you? oh no, what a shame. Calvin Phillips got injured. What are England going to do without his natural ability of being shite? Well, oh. one, of the, one of the goalkeepers is going to go. It'll be Sam Johnson or who was the other fellas? Ramsdale. In, Ramsdale, so it'll be one of them too. Probably Ramsdale will get going, won't he? So. Get rid of them. They're poo. I think I don't think I still don't think Trent don't make the grade. I still think I think he wants to he, he, like he keeps banging on about players who are versatile, and I don't I don't get it. Like you get you take a couple of players that are versatile, like your Chilwells, and maybe I don't know. You know what? I don't even know. I didn't even look who he picked to be honest with you. Like, you, you take your Chilwells, <laughs> you, like your Kyle Walker could slot in at centre back if need be for paying a back three. I don't, I don't see. We've got 26 players. Why does he need everyone who needs to play in like two different positions? I don't, I don't get that. That's what it's all about, mate, now, England. If you can't play in one, if you can't play in two positions, then unfortunately you couldn't, you're not cutting the mustard. So, you know, from the backfield, to be fair. I, I love the fact that like England, like no one really argued with the squad or anything like that. But like Luis Enrique was like, I've got 26 players. I'm going to pick 24 and I'm going to pick absolutely no Real Madrid players at all. Oh, the pettiness of that was was absolutely unreal. He's just walked it in and gone, right, nah, right. nah. Because that Nacho plays for Real Madrid. It's quality. Didn't make didn't make the team. It's just not good enough, mate. If Luis Enrique does not think he's good enough, he's not good enough, mate. <laughs> but Bob's bought him on Football Manager about 17 times, so he's got to be mate. good enough. Mate, I have just I have just won back to back Champions Leagues with Hearts and Midlo Heart and Midlothian. So a lot of fucking a lot of pots, mate, with doing that. Like literally. Mate, who, who needs who needs a fucking manager in the conference north? 
Mate, I won the uh, I won the uh, the club world championship with Melbourne Victory, beating Real Madrid two one in the final. So I'm a, I'm like a tactical genius. I might lead Hartlepool well, to success. Hartlepool. <laughs> uh, yes, I love it. Calm down. I fucking love it. Um, right, what's what's next on the list? I know we're starting to drag a bit at the moment, aren't we? Um, next is the charity Acker. Now, obviously, there's not that many games this weekend. Um, so it is uh, for me a bit difficult. So you've you've already thrown out Man City minus one. Is that going to go in? That's fine. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm going to go Ivan Tony anytime in the playoff final. Oh, you no, know, that'll be about one to two. Won't it? Take that back. Ivan Tony first goal in the in the um, championship final. First goal. Yeah. Okay. Should be about four to one. Come on, Bet Taylor. Jesus Christ. I am trying to sort this out. Give me two seconds. He's trying to see the screen. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely off his tits, and he's like... uh, eleven to four. Ivan Tony, which is absolutely pathetic. Pathetic first time. Any time is twenty-one to twenty, but we'll go eleven to four. It's fine. Oh, right. right, get ready for mine because mine's gonna be absolutely obscene. Right, come on. What you're back uh, in Harley Paul? Maybe. Um, Champions League. Right, Champions League. There's the National League, aren't there? Champions League. Bloody hell, Ian. Uh, Man City minus one. Oh, what's the handicap? Come there on. may be Come trouble back. ahead. 12 to, 12 to 5. I like that, Paul. I like it a lot. That may be a big, that might be a big fan of mine on Saturday night after a few beers. Right. My play is going to be League One, Lincoln. To beat Blackpool, Ooh. Ooh. eleven to five. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's that's quite a high um, price to be honest. For uh, just to win outright for a playoff final. That's it. It's a straight shootout. Yeah. It's one of them, isn't it? I mean, I thought some of them would have been favourites probably to win that whole thing, and Lincoln beat them. So let's go. You know. Okay. So, let's move on. Plays, yeah. Off a tenner. £408. That's not bad. So here's, here's a question for you, a host. Um, am I doing this when Dan waffles shit thing? Yeah. Yeah. Is that now? Yeah. I'm, I'm, obviously, with me taking on this today, I can confirm Dan probably does like a chocolate finger, but that's for another day, another conversation. What I'm going to talk about in this segment is Josh Taylor becoming Britain's first undisputed world champion since the four um, organising bodies in boxing basically had a title that was recognised. Um, but the issue I've got with it is how little publicity and exposure it got on the in the UK market for such a like, big event. His fight was on Fight TV. Where was Sky Sports? Where was BT Sports? Unfortunately, I think we're so obsessed with the same divisions in this country, like uh, heavyweight, super middleweight, and uh, welterweight, light welterweight around that. So but he's a light welterweight. Is he? He's a light welterweight. He's light welterweight. He's light welterweight, undisputed champion. That's Ricky Hatton's division that everyone, oh, Ricky Hatton, Costas, you. You know, Floyd Mayweather and his pump yep. before we move. You know, that, that's a big weight division. 
and he's just literally won. He's beat. He's only had what is it sixteen fights, and if you look at uh, the eighteen fights, eighteen. So he's had yeah. eighteen fights. You look at his the record of his last six or seven opponents. It was like one hundred and eighty three and one loss. He's yeah. literally. He's got to be Britain's best boxer. It just but, shows how pathetic, like you know, because obviously he's not a household name. He's not very publicised, and he's not very sexy. So he's not going to really sell a lot of tickets or box office or that. But that's partly down to his promoter and stuff like that. It's a phenomenal achievement he's done. Absolutely unbelievable. I love Ricky Hatton. I've got a Ricky Hatton song glove hanging up in the spare bedroom and a fucking thing. I love the man. He was unbelievable. Josh Taylor's just eclipsed. Like he's an absolute beast. The end, like, on, our, on our group chat, there's one guy who just went, are you watching it later on, Taylor? I was just like, well, I'm at work off this day. But, he, you know, obviously I know who he was. But um, he's phenomenal. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, if you're not being promoted well, or... The thing is... Know, sorry, Ian, I don't mean to interrupt you, mate. That's all right. That's all right. His promoter's Bob Arum. Yeah. He's obviously, Eddie Hearn. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's because Eddie Hearn isn't his promoter, he isn't getting the Sky Sports box office details. Um, fights but Bob Arum deals with Tyson Fury who also deals with Frank Warren so why hasn't Frank Warren gone in and said listen we'll put your fight on BT Sport box office or BT Sport and give people in Britain the chance to watch it because you think the amount of people that probably watched um, what was the fight the weekend before Canelo Canelo's fight with Canelo Billy Joe yeah yeah. Yeah. see because that was on um, the zone, and it was publicised on Sky Sports that it was going to be on the zone, and you could get the zone for one ninety nine subscription. The amount of people that watch it just through that publicity, so you feel like you know he's one of these boxers who is pretty, pretty, obviously he's clearly the best at his weight in the world, but he's just like going under the radar. It's like even the, even the like media hasn't really spoke about it. Any other boxer goes and wins, British boxer goes and wins undisputed world championship in any other weight, doesn't matter what weight it is, as long as they're popular with your Eddie Hearn or your Frank Warren. We talked about it for weeks on end. Yeah. Do, do, do you think it'd be different if he was English or Welsh or Irish or? Well, I don't think him being Scottish makes a massive <laughs> difference, mate. You know, you've, you've uh, named uh, the uh, other. The I'm other... going to throw it out, mate. I think it will do because you name another Scottish. Ricky Burns. Ricky Burns. <laughs> yeah, Ricky, Ricky Burns. Burns was all right, yeah. Yeah, but he, was, he had box office fights, mate. The media, I think... Yeah, I think, he had a few. Then again, back end, like, shot, so. As someone who's out... I know this isn't really a Dan's favourite thing, and I do have a Dan's favourite thing. This is just Paul being pissed off that Josh Taylor didn't get the, uh, the, the need that he uh, will actually do a um, Dan's favourite thing. But... I, I agree. I think, to be honest, he's just badly promoted. Like, But also, Hatton yeah, didn't man. become box office when he won the his first world title, when he beat Pastazu, because it was actually on um, on Sky Sports fight night. He won his WBO. But then all of a sudden, he was like box office because he was better. Like, Frank Warren promoted him to fuck. It was like, immediately, Hatton went from being sort of, oh, he's, he's, uh, he's a world champion, great fighter, Great body shot too. You need to watch Ricky Hatton. He's now fighting Mayweather. Patty got knocked out by Pacquiao quite badly. Um, but like, I just think Taylor Taylor's next fight will be massive. It will be on box office. People will be interested in him. But 
His next fight, and you can quote me on this, will be against Terence Crawford at Welterweight. So he steps up, do you reckon? Terence Crawford at Welterweight. That was the number one. They're both promoted by Bob Aram. So it's an easy fight to make. Taylor's now ready to go up. He's got nothing left to do at Light Welter. No one really wants to fight Crawford. Taylor hasn't really backed away from anyone. It's an easy fight to make. But and that'll be on box office then, won't it? Because but who's what company's gonna do it? BT. BT will take that fight. But why didn't they take the Ramirez fight? That's not a box office fight. No, come on. Terence Crawford. Are you smoking? That's mate? Not box office. mate, I know you That's I know you live in Tisley, problem. mate, and you're surrounded by weed yeah. a lot, but have you been smoking it? Because to be honest, like I feel like well, I'm telling you, I'm telling you straight off, that is not a box office fight. If you're no, paying twenty quid or fifteen quid for that fight, you're a clown, mate. It's not. Uh, like it's just okay. not. Like they won't promote it. They know that it's worth fifteen pounds. Don't get me wrong, but people will not pay that. They think about volume. Okay, we'll move on. And would we'll you actually... pay for it? Would you pay for it? Probably not. Would you pay for it? Probably not. But there I... you go. Is it all? I don't really I watch boxing. Would you pay for it? I would. Well, you would. That's it. But, but like the, the what they're looking for is obviously the the boxing fan that he's like, oh yeah, that's going to be an absolute, you know, slugfest. That's not. So unfortunately, he's stuck in that Scottish bubble. I don't know, mate. I can't believe that you're trying to pin. Just because he's not sponsored by Iron Brew, right? I don't feel like you're... You can't pin him. Actually, what? Well, yeah, man. I just... Literally, yeah. imagine uh, if mate, his shorts were made of me. Iron Brew. Honestly, Iron you've Brew lost me. Products, that'd be so cool. You've lost me. But yeah, it just comes out, it comes out in like massive bright orange and blue trunks. <laughs> sponsored by Iron Brew. Imagine, literally. <laughs> Remember the... Remember Stone Cold when he came out with a beer truck? Imagine he came out with an iron brew truck. Was <laughs> there like spraying Terence Crawford with iron brew? Gold State in Haggis. Haggis and going, Freedom! Yeah, that's, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how it becomes but that's how it becomes box office, right? That's the That's not the, Scottish stereotypical at all, is all it? Your Scot- no, but well, iron brew, ah. Haggis and uh, Bra- uh, Braveheart. <laughs> Better with a can of tenant super. Dear yeah. God. Nothing be- better with a can yeah. of tenant super. Fucking hell. Get some uh, book fest as well and we'll be uh, we're all in. And a heroin fucking needle sticking out his arm. All right, train spotting. Calm down. Jesus Christ. Man's been down the shaft more again. <laughs> yeah, <hasn't he>? <laughs> <laughs> right, Phil. Right. We're actually going to do Dan's favourite things because he sent me something about Dan's favourite things. And okay. that wasn't anything to do with Dan Terry things. That was Paul's like, I need to interject here and be pissed off. Right, let's actually play it. Those are a few of my favourite things. What are yours, I don't understand why he just says girl at the end. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. So Dan has sent me uh, one of his favourite things. So 
In light of what we talked about earlier of United getting done by the underdogs Villarreal last night, Dan wants to know what our favourite underdog underdog cup win is. And this doesn't include Birmingham City beating Arsenal in the League Cup final because we're all going to say that. Like That's a ridiculous question. That's the answer. Guys, the answer. <laughs> Hang on, no, there's, there's been loads of underdog stories in the past, you know. Average Joe's gymnasium beating uh, <laughs> Globo Gym Sorry? Chesterfield beat Middlesbrough. It wasn't a final, but it was a huge underdog win. Well, yeah, maybe we'll whittle it down to actual underdogs winning in any sport. Any Imagine sport? Any sport. Wow. I think this is something we really need to think about, but for me, there's there's a couple that stand out. Goran Ivanisevic winning Wimbledon when he was a rank outside when he, he beat uh, Pat Rafter in the final. No, Pat, yeah, Pat Rafter in the final when uh-huh. Henry. What about Tiger winning the Masters? Wasn't really an underdog though, was he? He's t- he's Tiger well, unfortunately, Bob, was he was he ranked? Doesn't matter. Phil Mickelson just won. Why? What are you doing, Paul? <laughs> the glass on. Uh, Phil Mickelson probably did better than, than Tiger Woods by winning the USP. Oh, I've heard all this shit on Talk Sport this week. I ain't having it with you. <laughs> right. My one is um, Birmingham City winning the League Cup. Because <laughs> 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 that's the reason we were all going to say it. <sighs> well, okay. it's, the only one. it's the number one. It's the number one for us. No one else is going back and going, what about Wigan beating Man City in the last minute and then getting relegated like three days later? No one cares about Wigan. No, nah, nobody cares. No one does care about Wigan, it's you're right. Pit town in the north. It's true. And nobody looks at sorry, sorry for that one listener that we have in Wigan. Um, I'm not sorry. Go and eat got, a pie with some gravy on or something. We've got we've some listeners from all, all over the UK, one in Germany... And one in on. Texas. You said we've got 15 listeners. How are they all over the UK? <laughs> Three of them are on the screen. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. It's true. Uh, there's a few more people coming. People at work are starting to um, to listen to it. I'm not going like, to lie. I was like, don't listen to the last episode. Oh, my God. Um, the, yeah, the, underdog, the underdogs. There's loads of underdog stories, though, isn't there? Like um, Buster Douglas knocking out Tyson. Andy Ruiz knocking at... He wasn't alive, but that's a great story. That's good. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a favourite. That isn't isn't Blues winning the League Cup. Um, Greece winning the 2004 Euros. Now, that's an underdog story. George, George, the... uh, the George's... George from George's Chippy are going absolutely mental, like, (laughs) giving away all the fish and chips because he was fucking... He was hammered. What about Tyson San Marino scoring a goal against England in 1993? That's that an underdog story. I don't know, there's got to be... There's got to be... There's got to be... A, I've got it. 2002, first game of the World Cup, Senegal beating France. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody. Can That's I just right. stop you there? Yeah. With an underdog victory? Yeah. The normal consensus is that nobody sees it coming. So to emphasise nobody saw that coming is the whole point in being an underdog victory. 
right? Yeah, fucked it there, Paul. <laughs> I've yeah. got it. I've got it. No right, one's I've seen this it. coming. Nobody did see it coming. Fuck off. <laughs> you know what? Belgium are winning the Euros. That's it. That, we're going back to it. Belgium are winning the Euros. Um, well, the Renford rejects finally winning a game. That was an underdog story, wasn't it? That's a great, that's a great story, to be fair. Absolute heroic story. Unbelievable. What about the miracle on ice? USA beating the USSR USA back in the day. Yeah, Soviet Union. Yeah. It's just a great film. I don't really care for ice hockey, but it's a great film. What about the Cleveland Browns getting to the playoffs? Oh, fucking hell, boys. They're, they're, I'm, I'm going to be up. It's a different story. They're on for a serious run this year. A serious run. I've ordered my uh, Where have you started here? Don't drop no this shit. I can, the boys are going big this week. I swear <laughs> to God, that's another podcast. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no one gives a shit about NFL. That's fine, mate. I'll, that's fine. I'll, I'll start my own podcast. If <laughs> right. And I'll turn up late for that as well. Right. <laughs> yeah, you'll turn up late. You'll turn up pissed. Well, that's all right. And I'll, and I'll chat absolute sense. It's all right. It doesn't matter. It's okay. It's Will you wear a T-shirt for that one? No. <laughs> Maybe. Right. Let's move on from Dan's favourite things because I, I genuinely haven't got a clue. Let's go. Oh, boy. I've seen Let's a big bet tonight. I've just seen a big bet right now. I think we just all agree on Birmingham winning the yeah, 2011. It's, it's Blues beating God. Arsenal. And, and beating Arsenal as well, who, who all they talked about in the build-up were Arsenal and how great they were. And Cesc Fabregas was like, we're going to win the quadruple. And then you get done by Ober Femi Martins in the 91st minute. Fuck off. So... Me and Paul having a discussion midweek about things that we could discuss on the podcast. And one of the things we, we looked at was um, darts, snooker, and pool. Now, there are three things that we've all participated in. Probably snooker and pool is more your forte, both of you, and I'm all right at darts. Not great, but I'm all right. Um, are they actually a sport, though? Um, or are they a hobby? So I've, got, I've done a bit of research here. And a sport, according to Google, is an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. Now, darts, snooker and pool, of course, have the element of competition. But are they sports or? Yes. Right, hang on. Okay, you said yes. Tell me why you think that someone like darts is a sport. Snooker uh, is a sport. You, you've got to have an ability to play darts. Anybody can play darts. As in the fact to play darts, but play darts as in competitively. Like you know, I could roll up to Mog Van Gogh and say, "Ah, oh, mate, do you fancy a game of darts?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. bang, bang, bang." I'd be the shot. It's absolutely obscene. But like, what's he doing? This is unbelievable. Like this is. I'm not even no, hang on. I'm not. I'm not denying that. Like, if we were playing Michael Van Gerwen, we'd get our asses hand to each other. Is that if he can pull himself off the machines in Betfred? Um, I just think I don't know. Darts, darts for me. You can't have someone who is 36 stone claiming to be a sportsman. Well, you can. Or is there a difference between a sportsman and an athlete? Because that's what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it is like you know. I think it's a very fucking different story, like you know. Again, with Ronnie, like you know, it's like just you know, 
He's the best snooker player ever to play snooker and will ever play snooker. That's a fact. The man's an absolute genius. Like he's unbelievable. Yeah, he doesn't win, and you know sometimes he lets a lot of people down who have got money on him. But it's okay. It's fine. He lets a lot of people down who put money on him. He lets you yeah, down when you bet him. <laughs> so, like Phil Taylor, I'll never forget there was Phil Taylor versus Barney World World Final, and we watched it in yours, and I backed Barney. And Paul was there, and you know, won't forget it. And he was all over Phil, and I was all over Barney. And you know, Barney just won. reference to the listeners. I was never ever anyone called Phil. And also <laughs> reference to the listeners. If Ian's got a bit echoey, he's just decided to take his laptop and have a shit while he's doing wow. this podcast. <laughs> so currently, right now, I am watching my mate have a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fully naked, by the way, as well. Not just, not. Just... You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. Yeah, but at the end of the day, boys, it is a sport. People who don't say it's not a sport, they probably play hockey or something like that. So, you know, it's one of them. I'm seeing an issue here, mate. How are you going to wipe your ass while you've got your Hello, laptop mate. in your hand? <laughs> Fear the tape, it's just got off with one tongue. Right. Uh, okay. So I just I don't know if would you say to sport bobs? No. Why? I think it's a competition. And I get no, I get that it has the premises of being a sport and the skill level is insane. Like insane. It, like but how hard it is to get 180 is, is ridiculous. But to be getting them, like, leg after leg after leg and, and what have you, it's a skill. Don't get me wrong, it's a fucking skill. Snooker, thinking two or three shots ahead whilst you're already playing a shot. Pull the same, really. But I wouldn't say that they're sports people. They're not athletic. There's no athleticism in snooker. There's no athleticism in darts. That's a bit bad because, like, you look at sports like shooting, do they have to be athletic? Now, you see, I had this discussion with, I had this discussion with someone at work about that exact thing, uh, the biathlon, which is in, I think it's in the, um, the Winter Olympics, where they just walk through snow for a bit and then do some shooting and then walk yeah, back yeah, through yeah. some snow. The athletic ability is walking through the snow because it's obviously quite difficult to do, especially at pace to win. And I get that the shooting's down to obviously the focus and the more tired you are, the less focused you are. But I don't I don't believe that it's a sport. I don't think that darts is a sport. I don't think, I think it's just an excuse for people to go out and get absolutely tanked and sing songs. Well, I think that's unfortunate, Bob, because I think it's a fucking sport. Paul, what do you think? I think, I, I actually think, it's not often I, I do this, but I'm going to agree with Bob's there. Ah, fucking and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. We, you go to work for eight hours a day, and whatever job you do, however you do it, you learn, and the more you do it, the better you get at your job. Now, if you had time to put aside eight hours a day to throw darts at a dartboard, Gradually, week by week, you'll get better. Your aim will get better. Now, it's all good and dandy to say to us that 
I will go down the pub and throw darts at a dartboard. Or we'll pick up a snooker cue and we'll f- put a few shots around the table. But these people, they've dedicated their lives to that particular game. And that's why they've become so good at it. Now, you mentioned Ronnie O'Sullivan. He's always been my favourite snooker player. Um, we used to go to the snooker club down the dog track back in the day. We'd always have a game. Always loved it around World Championship time when Ronnie was about. Um, but he doesn't even take snooker as a sport himself. He, he's just a naturally gifted person who was able to pick up a snooker cue and be unbelievable. But he's, he more, into his, he's more into his running and stuff now yeah. because he gets more enjoyment out of that. Snooker's a mental challenge. It's a mental battle, you know. And l- like you say, there's no physical exertion, really. Okay, it's come on leaps and bounds, but you look back in the 70s, Alex Higgins, um, Terry Griffiths and them kind of people, they'd sit around the snooker table smoking and having a beer. Jockey Wilson used to be smashed playing darts. You know, these were the people at the top of the game. You couldn't do that. You know, I know footballers did drink, but they were still exerting like ridiculous amounts of um, skill, athleticism, energy. You know, people still talk about how good players were from back in the 70s and stuff like that. Whereas now you think, really, your Jockey Wilson and stuff are probably smashed by your Van Gerwens because of the amount of time and effort and practice they put into playing that game. And that's the only reason I think it distinguishes more of game than it does sport. But all in all, it's entertainment. And if people enjoy it, it doesn't matter, does it really? No, I agree with that. My 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 point with the the darts in particular, but like obviously the darts is entertainment. It's entertaining. People don't go to watch darts to what they they they, they go to see a nine darter or a couple of one hundred and eighties or to see Van Gogh and smash someone like. They don't go to cheer on a particular person. You get okay, Gerwin Price gets booed, but that's because he's like a pantomime villain. Snooker, on the other hand, since they've got rid of the drinking and the smoking, has become dog shit. It's not great to watch. It's quite boring. Like, I, I used to... Everyone, we all grew up watching the snooker. We all knew when the World Championships was. I did not know when the World Championship for snooker was. Like you I, probably, I Well, you did, because you get you probably bet on it. But then... Well, no, I just... Like, there's some, you know, you haven't mentioned Judd Trump or... Yeah, but uh, okay. So Paul mentioned Alex Higgins a minute ago. Are you telling me, right, that Alex Higgins wouldn't would fit in today? Of course he wouldn't. Um, Because he was he was he was a character. People loved him. Yeah. There's no there is no characters in Snooker. That's the fact. There's one character in Snooker, Ronnie O'Sullivan, and he's and the only reason there's a character is because he fucking hates Snooker. I think Judd Trump's a character as well, I'll be honest with you. But yeah, it's just one of them. Like, you know, you look at Snooker fun. now, you look at Snooker now, and you look at Snooker in the 80s, the 70s, 80s, and you haven't got the characters. You've not got a Jimmy White. You've not got a. Um, Roger Black. Yeah. Roger Black is a runner. <laughs> Roger, Roger Black's a runner. Listen, don't edit that out. When I said Roger Black, and you said yeah, I'm not having that. <laughs> Roger Black might have had a better chance at it, to be honest. We'll put Chris Akabusi in there as well. Oh. Um, 
But I just, I just think Snook has just got shit. It's just like he's not interested to watch anymore. I don't know when it's on. And if it is on, I'll turn it over. But I used to love watching the World Championships. I used to like, you know, you can sit there. Not a snooker table in Leamington Spa. That's why, mate. That's why. That's why you don't mate, enjoy it anymore. There's a snooker table literally two minutes from the house, if that. And there's a whole snooker hall. If you ever came over to Leamington Spa any time, mate, you'd you'd find out, but you don't. You stay in Birmingham all the time. But anyway, that's enough. Two to one that it's not a sport. Let's move on. Right. Let's move on. Come on. We're going to go on to Taylor's tips because he's been banging on about this shit for ages. Um, Ian, obviously, is well known for his gambling exploits, as you might have heard uh, on this, this podcast previously. And he's going to give you a tip that he thinks he's thinks going to win uh, this weekend. And Can I Ian, play my theme song? Oh, you get, <laughs> have you played a theme song? Oh, I'm interested in this. Ready? Yes. Ready? That's not working, Ian. So you couldn't hear that, guys, but that is the million-dollar man, and I am the million-dollar man when it comes to tips. I am. will make your money. I will take your girl out for a seafood dinner and never call her again. This is what I'm saying, my boys. Leave so, that in, and we'll like, let, it, let Jenny hear that. <laughs> The last couple of days, I've been so hot online. I have a, I have a Twitter page. My Twitter page is hash, uh, at Taylor underscore tips. Uh, no, at tips underscore Taylor. Taylor. Something like that. Anyway, if you need find, to, find him on Twitter. Yeah, that's it. So tonight, I'm going with NBA. I've been so hot. It's unbelievable. Literally had to call the fucking nine nine. Let's call nine and nine to put me out. I've been so hot. Just a this, quick, just a quick one, Ian. Yeah. When is this bet going on? Because like I won't have edited this before the end of tomorrow. Ah shit! It's going on tonight. So <laughs> you can either you can either call me a prick or Sam a genius. So right tonight, right the Bucks are going into the Heat. They're they're two they're two up already. The Heat are poo. The Heat have got nothing. Jimmy Bucket ain't doing nothing. I'm telling you now, minus one and a half. <laughs> Take it all day, boys. In fact, what I'll do is I'll take minus seven. They're going to spank them. That's my first tip of the night. My second tip... Don't eat yellow snow. No. It's Saturday. Saturday night. Again, we'll stay with the NBA because you stay with what you know. The Nets, unfortunately, are going to pound the Boston Celtics. We're just not good enough. We're just not there. Not there as a team. Not there as a squad. The Nets are the dream team. They were, they're going in the whole championship anyway. That's minus seven. I'd take them at 10 to 11. Put that in a put that in a double. That's nearly two and a half to one. So if you want to do that, I'd fire away. 100%. 100%. Definitely. That's my that's Taylor's tips. But, we, if you, but in fact, we will jump to uh, Sunday. And if, as Bobham knows, Sunday is Gaelic football Sunday for me. So we'll go to, uh, we'll do a little parlay. So we'll do Dublin to beat Galway because they're shy. No offence, everybody in Galway. All the listeners we're, listeners we have in Galway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll bang. I think I think Tyrone will beat Monaghan. The fact, their pants as well. And we'll go Kerry will obviously beat Ross Common because they're awful. That pays even money. Basically, that is paying for your Chinese or Indian on the weekend. For the family, if you've got kids, 
doesn't matter. It's all right. That pays. I'll leave it there, mate, and I'll play you out. We'll leave it there. That's what I'm saying. To the moon! For the Million Dollar Man, it's time for On the Clock, which usually brings out the best and the worst in us. Um, so, the first question on, on the clock today is who is the best pundit in football? Paul, you're on the clock. Um, the best pundit in football, Roy Keane. Um, the man just speaks what he thinks. He, he isn't a yes man to any company. If you think someone's doing shit, he'll say they're doing shit. Um, I, I must say that Micah Richards' combination with Roy Keane has brought another level dimension to his character. What a side that kind of people relate to because he was very 50-50 Marmite type of person. People either liked him or they didn't like him. But now with the kind of like Micah Richards side of things, he's just brilliant. Fair enough. Is that all you got? I want to go back there a sec. He brought out character development. What is he like? Is Vince McMahon giving him a character and then he's just like bringing him along. Listen, this isn't your wrestling pod, mate. No one listens to that either. But crack on. I'll have you. I'll have you know. I have two hundred and fifty listeners on that on that wrestling podcast. That is a staggering two hundred and thirty-five more listeners than this podcast gets. Oh, Although we'll get, there. we'll get there. Don't worry. We'll get traction. We'll get traction. I'm not gonna lie. I bought three to the table, mate. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, your percentage is rose. No rise again. Rise again. Ian, who's the best pundit in football? Uh, I would have said Roy Keane because I think I love the man of he's a beast. But obviously, I'll go. I'll stick with Man United and I'll go Gary Neville. Uh, I think again, he talks sense. Sometimes his his views are a bit out there. But again. Look at his views about the obviously the Super League, like he's so for the people. Obviously, he's very Man United biased. Can't argue with that. Uh, but he, he does sort he does talk sense, and when he's in the booth as well, he does talk a lot of, of football knowledge. So for me, it's big Gary Neville. Uh, yeah, that's all right, Bob. I think your beard is very ginger. It's very ginger at the moment. I'm letting it grow for a bit. Going for a bit of a Guy Fawkes look. Just dye your hair. No, I'll dye my beard before I dye my hair. I'm not going like to WWE. I don't look like Seamus from WWE. <laughs> you just think of any ginger bloke and you've gone for the most ginger that you can find. Um. So my best pundit is Ali McCoist. Um, I listen to him on TalkSport every morning, well, pretty much every morning, and he just, he just makes me laugh and... Actually, when you listen to him, when he does um, he does punditry and he does co-commentating, he's just brilliant. He's just he just gets it, and I think that like he's he's just quality. And I really and he's now fitted in on Soccer Saturday as well. Um, I think he'll really bring a lot more to that program, uh, especially more than Champagne Charlie Nicholas did. Um, but aside from that, yeah, I think Ali McCoist. Now this. <laughs> That one was a bit of a like a, a bit of a tease. We're going to talk about the worst pundit now. Now, <laughs> I'm going to let Paul go first on this one because I get a feeling I know exactly who his is going to be. Paul, who's the worst pundit in football? Don Goodman. I don't know what it is. It every time he comment co-commentates on any Birmingham game, it's like 
yeah, okay, I used to play for West Brom and Wolves and I don't like Birmingham. That's fine, but you're supposed to be doing the job where you're like 50-50. Now, I've watched games this season and as a Birmingham fan, we've been shiting a lot of them. But there's also been one or two games, especially when Lee Bowie come in, that we were actually very good. Yet it was all about the other teams to Don Goodman. Reading doing, oh, Reading didn't do this or Reading haven't imposed themselves. Hang on a second. How about Birmingham have imposed themselves? Um, and the other one is David Prutton. And the reason I say David Prutton is because obviously he hosts a lot of the championship games that are on Sky, but he also does his predictions. And pretty much every week last season, David Prutton backed Birmingham to lose. I mean, he wasn't so, wrong though at some point because we were shit. Yeah, but at the beginning of the season, the first five games, I think maybe we lost one, if any. But yeah. it's just like there's like some kind of vendetta from Sky and the EFL that just hate Birmingham. So David Prutton is slightly, if it was the percentages, he'd get 48% of my vote. Doug Goodman get 52% of my heart. Uh, Ian, who's the worst pundit? Martin Keogh. <laughs> he's a dirty Arsenal bastard. And, he's... and Villa. And Villa. He's boring. Oh, my God. He ain't got a clue what's going on. I, I, absolutely, absolutely gormless. It's literally not worth, a, not worth a minute of my time, you shit. Every time. Oh, who's, who's commentating on this? Oh, yeah, it'd be uh, Clive uh, Tysdale and Martin Keogh. Uh, yeah, turnover. <laughs> Absolute shit. Awful. Fucking <laughs> dog shit. Get him off our fucking... Get him off. Who gives him a job? He must... <laughs> seriously, he must interview so well. He must interview as well as Danny Argraves when he goes for, like, a job. Because, he, you know, getting that job, he must fucking... Straight up bullshit. Straight up bullshit That's with his university degree bullshit. from Cambridge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go on then, Bob. Uh, mine? I, see, I've got two as well. So, co-commentating-wise, it's Steve McManaman. Because the geezer talks, so poor Fletch, he's trying to have a conversation, but he's like, yeah, I'm going to put in there, Fletch, and tell you exactly what you've just said, but reword it to make it sound like I've said it. He is like the drizzling shit of co-commentators. Whenever I hear his voice, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's Steve McManaman again. Like, similar to you about Martin Keown, it's like, how have you got a job? I don't understand. Did you ever play football? Because I'm pretty sure you didn't, the way that you analyse it. But the biggest overall one for me, and he's been around for a long time, is Garth Crooks. Now, Garth Crooks is... And, and here's why, right? This is Garth Crooks' team of the season. This is Garth Crooks' team of the season. Listen, goal, Edison, fine, not a problem. Center, he's playing, he's playing a, a, a formation that I can't just describe. Right, he's got a back three... Gundogan, in, I think he's playing a diamond in midfield, and then he's playing three up front. So he's got Diaz and Maguire. Okay, fair enough. Centre back partnership would be good. And then he's got Rudiger, who isn't even Chelsea's best centre back. Rudiger didn't even play for half of the season, but Garth Crooks has got him in there because, you know, Rudiger, who's got the keys to my bimmer? Um, and then he's got. <laughs> and then he's got Gundogan, fine. And then he's got Foden, sort of not on the left of a front three. Like I don't even know where he's put him. And then he's got Kevin De Bruyne on the right of of that, and I don't know where he's. It just doesn't make sense. Then he's got Fernandez, okay, again, 
It's, it's like he's gone, I need to get all of the best players in there. And Rudiger. Um, up front, Salah and Kane. Okay, Salah on the right, Kane through the middle. And then he's got Edison Cavani, who played 13 Premier League games on the left. No Mares, no... <laughs> the guy's a joke. Austin, he, on the clock. I don't know. I've, I've lost the plot. I don't care. He's, he's the worst. Over a minute and I'll, no, I'll, you know. I, don't, I don't want it. I'm, I'm having more. Fuck Garth Crooks. You're a bag of shit. You Can I just stay, stop you? No, come on. Calm Can down. I, You're turning no. into Garth Crooks. No. Right. <laughs> We've just gone through the worst pundits and no one, not one of us, has mentioned Michael Owen. Right, Mike. <laughs> Michael Owen, who comes out with stuff like if they'd scored a goal, it wouldn't have ended a draw. Well, back good to one, mate. good one, mate. Um, I, I, yeah, the, the the thing with Michael Owen is he's an easy target, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, there's some shit pundits. This, that's the thing, though. For every good pundit like Roy Keane, Micka Richards, Ian Wright, etc., you get Steve McManaman and fucking Michael Owen. And if if we go even further back, Barry Venison. And people like that, you get like awful, awful pundits. I'm going to move on from there because uh, we talked a lot about football. Um, so last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how we could improve certain events. Um, in particular, we talked about how we could improve the Olympics, uh, which descended into... Has there been any like movement on the javelin throwing wild? <laughs> has opposition started yet? Like for I've heard reasoning that people thought that would be a brilliant addition to the Olympics. So I'm very happy to have suggested that. And I, Mr. Uh, Lord Coe, if you're listening, I'm more than happy to discuss it with you <laughs> and how we can try and get through the health and safety aspect of everything. Um, we could have the runners running around in like NFL helmets to try and take the armor. <laughs> Just getting the pole vault and just to just like jab the side of someone. Um, I think we should move the shot put field across the, the length of the uh, long jump uh, sandpit as well, so that the shot put is throwing into the sandpit whilst the jumper's jumping. And if Definitely. the jumper can avoid the shot put, then they instantly get an extra two meters on the jump. World records have never been like the same again. And um, what we should do is make certain parts of the, the sandpit electrified. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if they if they don't, oh, like you know, oh shit, I shouldn't have done that. So that shouldn't have done that bit. <laughs> That'd be unbelievable. Game, game. Just like where the like runners run and they get the fouls because they step on the plasticine. Yeah. We turn the plasticine into like a, a bear trap or something yes. and the foot gets chopped up. Oh, yeah. I see Greg Rutherford wow. really going for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me let me do the long jump and if I fuck uh, up I might have not have any ankles left. They'll definitely make way. sure that they um, jump from the right place though, won't they? They're gonna step onto a bear trap. They'll be jumping <laughs> They'll be jumping from the moment they they start sprinting. They'll just they'll just do a little jump. Yeah, imagine the risk takers would go for it. That would be unbelievable. And like obviously, you know when you get the hundred meters and like the sprint finals, and the person who's qualified like the slowest is always in lane one. Well, to make the qualifiers more entertaining and people to actually take them seriously, when under starters orders and the the fellow with the gun shoots his gun to let him go. He actually shoots the person in the back of the Right behind their feet. That'd be great. Right. 
Call you bastard, bang. <laughs> Go on, lad. Mate, imagine the sponsorship you get. Fucking hell, it'd be unbelievable. The NRA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh, be unbelievable. Right. So, sniper rifle people in the crowd. Imagine he'd be there. Are you, are you trying to say, look, he'd be zoomed on his feet. He'd have his hand in the picture and his foot. He'd have like a Rolex dripping from his arm. He'd have everything like sponsored by sponsored by Rolex. Go on, Tolkien. Get the try. Go on, boys. Right. Sorry. I, I, right. So, bless you. So, in the. <laughs> In the spirit of that, how could we improve Formula One? Electrifying something. <laughs> and now, uh, obviously, the Lewis Hamilton, no. mate. That's the end of Flintstones <laughs> <laughs> cars. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> just, just, just getting Lewis Hamilton going, yabba dabba do. So, who's on the clock, mate? Uh, no, we're just talking about this. The oh, other okay. Uh, okay, fair enough. I think they should set up. Um, <laughs> An F1 circuit in Rotherham. <laughs> the state of the clientele in Rotherham is like better than anywhere else in the world. And here we are today, our glorious, luxurious Formula One set today in Rotherham. Full of worldies everywhere in the pit lane. Exactly. The pit girls, phenomenal. <laughs> How about. Uh... Oh, I mean, what what about like other things that we could do, like di- a, di- a different like clientele? Um, we could turn it like um, what's it called, S- Super Mario Kart, and like <laughs> the people in the league have got like eggshells and stuff that they can throw out at the cars behind them. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, they should do. Every car should have one wheel missing. <laughs> Just going around <laughs> like a Robin Reliant. Yeah. <laughs> every like, car should have one. You know what? Every every different race, it's a different wheel. <laughs> well, they should have like, like from cool runnings. Instead of having an engine, they should have someone pushing them around the track. Fuck them! Yeah. So then, <laughs> then you look at like fill the Ryan. Oh my god, this track is massive. I, I mean, I've got a lot of friends who love F1, and I let's, never can answer it. Let's be honest. I mean, like if we were going to do the pushing around the track. You're not going to want to see more than three laps, are you? Because it's going to take about 45 minutes to get round. Nah. You got Olympic star runner pushing a big truck around. We get the javelin on the go as well. Was it running? Stop bringing the javelin back in. <laughs> I mean, that question is like, how could you make fishing more exciting? I don't, you, you could make you could make it more exciting though, because Formula One back in the day, you know, it wasn't always about who had the best car. It was about who was the best driver. Now, obviously, Hamilton is the best driver regardless. But, like, now it's more technical and it's, it's a bit safer. And everyone's like... Do you know what I mean? People used to watch Formula One hoping someone died. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. Well, how's it got on? Oh, like, oh, boring. I know, I'd never watch Formula One, but if I, like, scroll through, like, Sky Sports News on my phone, it comes up. Race has been abandoned because of crash. I'm straight on there, mate, seeing what's going on. I want to see who's on fire. I want to see if someone's legs falling off, like they're getting helicoptered out of his cockpit. Like, a couple of years ago, the Stafford night turned over a couple of times and like he was. No, it's like uh, Grosjean, weren't it? Grosjean set himself he on fire. Through, he pulled through. 
It did yeah, pause. Sure, sure, no, you don't want point. you don't want people to die, obviously, but you want oh. to see a bit more action rather than zoom, zoom. I mean, what's the point? Like everyone goes on about the Monica go Monaco Grand Prix, like it's really big time, but you can't yeah. overtake it. It's literally if you're yeah. getting first position, you're literally just driving around the streets. Most of go down the boulevard, do a right down Tyndale, get up Spring Road past Ian's mum's house, do a left on Springcroft past our mum's house, dance at bottom at Mecca, stop off, grab a bottle of Lambrini, jump back in the car, down down to George's in the Shaftmore, stop off for a pint there, do a up the hill. In the Shaftmore. That sounds like a serious, <laughs> serious Grand Prix. I really you know, want to do Grand You know what I mean? Now we're talking, everyone's into this. You know, especially our listeners, they're going to know these places. Get, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get down past Acott's Green Bowling Alley. You know, go for a round oh, of tempings. Man, unbelievable. Bit of um, what's it called? Laser Quest. Everyone's having a great time. <laughs> trying to negotiate the fucking uh, the village, trying to get through. Stop off at Subway, do a pit stop at the Spread Eagle, and then uh, straight back for shots at the Shaftmore oh, again. You know, you talk about chicane. So like the big roundabout in the green opposite Wilkers <laughs> used to be low cost. Yeah, brilliant street circuit. Never heard it. Monaco's got nothing on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Monaco's, got, Monaco's got nothing on the Stratford Road on a Sunday, a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep away from there, mate. There's shops and everything, all kinds of people down there. Health and safety, mate. Health and safety. You know, they're, they're allowed to be open any time they want. That's it. You can stop off and grab a melon at fucking what's the fuck in the morning. Like, and we have. And that's because everyone needs a melon at two o'clock in the morning on the way back from Broad Street going, I really fancy a melon. Let's buy a melon. Yeah. You know what oh, one of my man. biggest disappointments, I'm a bit off topic here, about the Stratford Road, is when It's a Knockout changed its name to It's a Knockout from Crash Bang Wallop. That hurt me to my core. Crash Bang Wallop? Jesus. I used to go in there and get my resting figures. It was awesome. You get the, uh, the ultimate warrior, but he'd be like the ultimate warrior. <laughs> Yeah, he was the warrior. Oh, completely <laughs> different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. So 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 people. He was literally arrested with proper anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah macho man Randy Savage. <laughs> yeah. Knock off! Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so we've all come to the conclusion that the best way to deal with F one is just to literally dis disregard it and just like disband it have a Tysley Grand Prix it's okay it's fine the the Tysley Grand Prix the AG Tysley yeah the AG Tysley Grand Prix get a 24 pack from Mayonnaise as a uh, as a trophy right I think that is that I think we've got enough I haven't haven't finished I want to I want to elaborate a little bit I'll literally be five more minutes but we're talking about Formula 1 what about stuff like the Tour de France well, they've tried to start that in different places, haven't they? But it's just... It, don't get me wrong, it's, a, it's a, like, a very good thing and people do love watching it, but... Oh. Started at the top of Old Boulevard Hill. <laughs> then Straight down the hill. No I don't breaks. care what you say. You, some of those mountains in the Alps have got nothing against that hill. The steepness, the gradient, unreal. You try and come down that hill and try and not stack it over the uh, over no, the lights. You're the best thing after a few beers, going to Scanlon. Is get all your Chris Frooms and your Geraint Thomases and whoever they are. Get them at the top of the hill, and the first <laughs> challenge is no brakes, 
So take the brake straight off and literally just gonna go down the hill and try and get across Tyndale Road without getting flanned. Yeah, if they survive that, then... Car, and if you don't, you've got to go straight into the railings, which means you're going to go straight over the handlebars anyway. Yeah, but it's just, you know, 22, isn't it? <laughs> the, the worst. Um, yeah, how to improve the Tour de France, take the fucking brakes off. Um, See, imagine that. Imagine them going up the Alps and coming down the Pyrenees with no brakes. <laughs> <laughs> people would watch it because you'd be having people fall off the side of mountains yeah. like, never be able to find them <laughs> so what happened to air, race someone get, someone get the air ambulance out quick what happened to race to number 47 oh yeah we lost him in the, in the fog <laughs> he, just come, he just comes back three days later with his bike on his arm yeah <laughs> half of his like his femur hanging out of his thigh <laughs> Where have you been, Dave? Where have you been? Half off the mind, uh, didn't I? Fucking hell. Half eaten by a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. uh, yeah, there's other... I mean, there's loads of sports we could try and improve. Snooker. Bring back the beer. That's what I say. Bring back the beer. Yeah, and, mate, uh, yeah. Make the balls smaller and the pockets bigger. Pockets bigger, balls smaller. I like that. In fact, play on them, like... Uh, 99 black tables that you used to get from Argos for 99 quid. Yeah, um, literally, no, had like a net for pockets. And, yeah. and if you didn't get it level, like you'd all roll to one pocket and all the balls <laughs> would be stuck in the corner. <laughs> right, to put the yellow down on the spot and it's in the fucking right hand pocket. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Just had to improve shit sports. Oh. Like they're trying to do it with cricket, aren't they? Trying to improve cricket by like the hundred T twenty. Well, I love Test cricket because it's it. Nobody goes to Test cricket to like watch it. They go but to Test cricket to get spanked. In in football, I'm a hundred percent club before country. I hate international breaks. I don't mind the odd tournament; they're okay. But international breaks during the season is shite. In cricket. Matt, I couldn't tell you who was playing who in county championship cricket. Unless uh, it's England playing Australia. Played, um, played all right. Lost. Right. I don't know what Ian's just talking about. We're going to cut it there. Um, Can I, what, one more. We're talking about improving sports. Ian good needs one. to go to bed. Golf. Golf. Golf's fine, mate. Don't touch golf. Nah. Fuck, mate. You imagine you play... I play golf with a massive, you know, like you get your driver and you've got the club head and they're quite big. But imagine you had like some of the size of, I don't know, a boot. No, mate. You mean like Happy Gilmore when he's like, he's got the no, hockey stick. Leave it alone. Mate, you can't, you've got to look at the advances in these games. No. You put. No. Advanced imagine imagine the size of a car on the end of a stick and then hitting that little ball, how far it would go. What, 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 what they're, Andre what they're Harrington just like, trying to launch they're, it. They're, basically, they're changing the ball so you can hit the ball further. So it's, a, so it's actually a ruining goal. So basically, people at Bryson the Shambo are hitting silly length. And so Brooks Kepska are hitting it a stupid length, all of them. But it's not working out for them. So that, that's, how, that's how it shows golf. That's not a short game, that's why. That's not a short game. You can hit as far as you want, but you've got to hit it straight, which they don't. So, the end of the day... I will say this. 
golf needs to be improved. And I feel like the best way to do it is get more crocodiles on the greens and just hit well, it towards it and hope that the crocodile doesn't bite your hand off. I tell or, you what, when you practice to... holes, there's deers all around the green. It's awesome. Yeah, deers, mate. Fuck deers. Deers don't hurt you. Deers get a cool. fucking crocodile. Maybe put a tiger in the green. Let's but, see what happens. I just think we should have the, the uh, trials for the javelin at all the golf courses <laughs> around the country. Yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, literally. So here we are at the uh, the uh, British uh, uh, javelin uh, trials for the Olympics. Uh, we're at the Forest of Arden today. Uh, here we are the 18th. Uh, we're going to see who can drive the ball or throw the javelin furthest. Whoever, whoever wins. Oh, oh. He's the spectator. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. Four uh, left. We're sorry. not talking about the ball. There's a floating javelin. <laughs> Don't can, really... can somebody contact Mr. Harris's wife? He's now dead. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> he's now decapitated. <laughs> he, he's now deceased. <laughs> Why are we talking every week about decapitating people with a javelin? Because it's such a great idea. Oh, yeah. The first, you know, thing, the first week we pro- talk about me doing the fucking pole vault, and now we're talking about killing the ten thousand meters. Right, every- it was, I looked the other day, and there's a bar. Um, there's a bar in Deepest now that does all odd that does all our old arcade games. When you there's go there, all of us doing track and field, pretending to live our dreams again. Field. Track and field is a game there. So imagine getting fueled up playing track and field. Be unbelievable. There's only one person that can do track and field. It's Paul. And he's complete yeah. because he's completely lost the feeding in his two fingers after like button bashing for the rest for, for, since the days. These fingers have seen some things. <laughs> Put the X and the O button on a PlayStation remote control. Right, lads, right. catch you later. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's been balls to it. I've been Andrew Clark from Paul Clark and Ian Taylor. I'll see you next week. <laughs>